everyone and welcome to episode number two of the Building a Better Body podcast. So I'm very excited, episode two, still in its infancy. Um, no, but I want to say thank you to everyone who downloaded the first episode, albeit short and very sweet. <laughs> um, it's really something that I'm keeping a track of this time. Uh, I get to see the stats, which I absolutely love. So I've got over 70 downloads and I'm super excited about that. And I just want to build and build on that from here on in. So let's start with what is new with me, just in case you're interested. <laughs> um, so if you follow me on Instagram at goodcleanchow, you'll see that I'm doing a move nat challenge. And I mentioned move nat in the first episode, all about natural movement. But these guys actually do certifications and you can become a certified instructor. But I thought I would take on their challenge and their challenge is to do 16 of their movements uh, every single day and then post it on Instagram with hashtag move nat and hashtag all sorts of different names and things like that there uh, but I started doing that and I've done three already the first one was breathing which was lovely I literally just lay on the ground for a minute and breathed breathed uh, and then the second one was sitting and no I wasn't sitting for uh, a minute just recording myself it was actually trying to fit in at least six different ways to sit down so literally kneeling stretching your legs out twisting round from side to side pushing one leg out pushing the other leg out kind of just going with your intuition and not just sitting in the one position so quite like that one although I had to sort of revise their instructions because I didn't really know what to do myself and um, but once it got going it was pretty good and then uh, the one yesterday was kneeling and that was literally just twisting from left to right in a kneeling position without putting your hands on the ground for support. So it's really good fun and I love the sort of accountability factor of it because you have to do it every day. Um, and then you have a chance of winning vouchers to do one of their certifications. So here's hoping. <laughs> um, today's one is stretching. So I'm looking forward to that one because I do love a good stretch of my legs because they get kind of tight every now and again. My friend Alison actually pointed out that I was so serious whenever I was recording it. So I must remember to smile on today's one. So watch this space. Um, I'll put in the show notes all the links to MoveNet if you're interested yourself in uh, working out what they do and seeing if it's something that you might want to try yourself. The next thing just to share with you is, whether you know it or not, I'm writing a book called Building a Better Body Your Way. It's kind of taken a bit of a back seat. I've, I've written the kind of guts of it uh, and I'm sure there's definitely more I need to beef out on it. But I've, I've got a couple of people reading it at the minute, so I'm just waiting for some feedback in that way. And I'm sure I will have a ton of edits to do. Uh, but I'm really excited to actually have written my very first book. Uh, even just to have done it, I don't care if nobody buys it, but please do if you're interested. <laughs> but just getting it out there has just been an amazing experience and I'm really excited to get that finished at some point this year. So that's all my kind of tip tidbits and uh, updates for you for this week. Um, so let's get into the topics of the week. So today I'm going to cover a little bit about what's in the, the news um, and also the topic today is going to be vegetable oils. So I'm excited to sort of share a lot of information there that you may or may not know. So quite an interesting article in the BBC News this week and I quote, weekend exercise alone has significant health benefits. 
So cramming all your recommended weekly exercise into one or two weekend sessions is enough to produce important health benefits, a study suggests. And being active without managing 150 minutes of moderate activity a week was still enough to reduce the risk of an early death by a third. So purposeful exercise was the key to better health. Purposeful. So what kind of exercise are you doing? Which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Weekend warriors, as they're calling them, um, who did all of their exercise on one or two days of the week were found to lower their risk of dying from cardiovascular disease by 41% and cancer by 18% compared with the inactive. And those who exercise regularly on three or more days per week reduced their risks by 41% and 21%. So not much difference there actually in the percentages between you know three or more days a week and then just a little bit at the weekend. And then even the insufficiently active whatever that means, it's in uh, inverted commas, lowered their risk by a significant amount, 37% um, for their cardiovascular disease and 14 for the cancer. So, and then they have a little layout here, how much physical activity should you do? So for people between the ages of 19 and 64, they're saying at least 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity, such as cycling or fast walking every week. So that's pretty much a 20 minute brisk walk. I don't know about you guys, but I, I would probably do that walking from my car to work and then back again on the way home. So that is literally super easy to, to fit that in. And then as well, what they recommend is strength uh, exercises such as lifting weights on two or more days a week that work all the major muscles. So I really like that they've included that. What they've done is they've done sort of three sections. So that's the first section, the 150 minutes and the weight lifting or 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity such as running or a game of singles tennis every week. That made me laugh. Singles tennis, very poor. And strength training exercises on two or, or more days a week that work all major muscles. Or in the third section, a mix of moderate and vigorous aerobic activity every week, such as two 30 minute runs plus 30 minutes of fast walking and strength exercises on two or more days a week that work all the major muscles. Uh, the study cannot show a direct link between physical activity and a reduction in health risks in individuals. But as you all know, extensive research has shown that exercise and a healthy diet can reduce the risk of a range of diseases such as cancer, heart disease and type 2 diabetes, as well as helping to control weight, blood pressure and reduce symptoms of depression. So I do I like their sort of recommendations there because kind of what I do, you know, there's nothing over the top there. There's not, not they're not saying go and run for two hours. Uh, and come back and you know you're then you're absolutely starving because you've just burnt out all your sugar stores literally if you if you were if you work uh five days a week 20 minutes walk there uh, there and back is your moderate aerobic activity so you're basically getting all your joints moving uh it's even weight bearing to a certain extent but you're keeping a sort of a decent pace and then incorporating lifting heavy weights every single one of the recommendations had that in there. Um, if you've followed me at all, you'll know how important lifting heavy weights is to me. And I absolutely will do a podcast on that at some point. But it's it's interesting. It's a good article, I think, from the BBC. Um, 
sometimes they don't go into the, the depths as much as that with regard to lifting weights. It's always just aerobic exercise, 150 minutes, and everybody's kind of like, what does that even mean? So yeah, I like the way they've broken it apart. Um, but the thing is, you know, yes, we've been told this before, but what is it that kind of really makes you sit up and listen? I mean, I, I can't answer that if you, if you don't do any of these things. Um, can you answer why? Perhaps it's, it's a matter of finding something that you actually enjoy. Because if you hate a workout, there's absolutely no point in hammering away at it just because somebody told you it was great. I mean, it's it's about maybe thinking, right, what is aerobic exercise and what is weight training? It doesn't have to be going for a run and squatting a little, a big, big heavy weight. It's trying to do something else, you know, and using your brain and kind of thinking, what can I do that makes me enjoy it you know is it working out with other people doing stuff in the park throwing a kettlebell about you know just kind of it's it's fine-tuning it i think because it's obviously not working because our obesity rates our health rates most of it i think is down to food but we've kind of got it wrong and it's time to sort of sit up and kind of try and think what can i do to personalize my habits and make me feel better because the endorphins are amazing once you get into a routine that you absolutely love now, let's get into the topic of the week. Five reasons why industrial vegetable oils are so bad for our health. Okay, number one, they are high in omega-6 fatty acids. Now, we need both omega-3 and omega-6 in our diet, but unfortunately, omega-6 is generally ingested in a much higher quantity than, than is optimal, and it's not counteracted enough by the anti-inflammatory omega-3s that we can get from wild salmon um, mackerel and things like that um, and also they mainly come our way in a form of processed food so I mean from my point of view I would like to think that people aren't cooking in vegetable oil anymore but perhaps you are um, perhaps you still think it's healthy um, but even the hidden vegetable oils if you look at the packets of stuff in the supermarket even things like if you if you quite fancy olives if you look at the back nine times out of ten they are put in sunflower oil you'll find that with um tuna as well so it's not even baked goods with all the billions of ingredients in the back this is food that you think is pretty decent you know as i say tuna olives um i quite like artichokes but again you look in the back it's going to be vegetable oil again sometimes you get lucky and you can see it with olive oil and i buy my tuna in olive oil um but as I say, it's it's kind of in everything because it's a super cheap oil. So yeah, there's kind of the ratio is skewed. We have way too much omega six, uh, then we do have three in our diet, and it's the as I say the poorly processed forms that are literally adding serious inflammation to our bodies. And then so number two, the thing about the uh, industrial seed oils like sunflower oil and things like that. The, they're often extracted by chemical or solvent means. So like if you think of a sunflower seed, there's no oil coming out of that if you squeeze it. But if you compare that to say an olive or an avocado, you can get the oil out of those with mechanical means, just a machine will take the oil out. But the, the sunflower seeds needs that extra work to get the oil out of it. So it's literally contaminated before you even get it onto your shelf. Um, and they're so heat sensitive as well. Um, so even though you know it's gone through the solvent process, that's bad enough. But it's 
because they are made out of um, polyunsaturated fats, these have double bonds, which make them weaker. Whereas if you compare that with saturated fat, like butter or coconut oil, they don't have any double bonds. So it makes them much more secure in a high heat environment, which is why you see them in a, a solid form at room temperature. But the vegetable oils, the sunflower oils are in a liquid form. So they're, they're very, very um, easily oxidized because they're so weak okay so chemical chemical means solvent to remove them in the first place and then they're so so fragile so as soon as you put them into the pan you're literally oxidizing them which is super super dangerous for your for your body number three now i was listening to a doctor on a podcast she's called kate shanahan and she sent me some really really good links and i will put them in my show notes to scientific studies on what these omega-6 fatty acids can do. Kate Shanahan, she is one smart lady and she's actually got a book out, uh, which I do not have, but I would love to get, called Deep Nutrition. So she has such great wisdom. Um, she's an LA Lakers fan and a science consultant, but she's a doctor and knows her stuff. So she's worth looking into, even if you follow her on Twitter and things like that. So back on topic for my number three, uh, omega-6, according to Kate Shanahan, gobble up, in her home words, antioxidants in the body. Now we know that antioxidants are what your body uses to basically tidy everything up, get rid of free radicals um, from foods like omega-6 or anything else that's sort of pro-inflammatory. So, you know, we need all the antioxidants we can get in this day and age, not just from, you know, the food that we eat, but because of the environment we live in and all the toxins around us. So I don't want you or me ingesting anything that's going to gobble up antioxidants which is helping us live a healthy life and then number four these omega-6 fatty acids literally become part of our cell walls and disrupt their performance so whether you know it or not our cells are made out of fat um, and the fatty acids sit in our cell membranes and these if these become part of our cell membranes the polyunsaturated fats they are as i said so unstable and cause oxidative damage in there and throughout the whole body so the more you eat these oils the more your cells become physically made up of them so in turn you're basically changing the structure of your fat cells in your body which may lead to dna damage and even cancer in the long run which is kind of scary uh, I was listening to again that podcast with Kate Shanahan and she was basically saying that the effects of these fats will stay in your blood for 24 hours so okay you're gonna you're not gonna know what you're eating when you're at a restaurant um, they're probably deep fat frying your chips in sunflower oil and reusing it again and again and again which kind of magnifies the problem so if you have those that oxidation is gonna stay in your blood for 24 hours and then if you're gonna kind of eat your own food after that and, and have a really good diet then you're gonna you're gonna be okay but if you're constantly eating out and these with these kind of foods you're just building and building more of these into your cells so it's just worth having that in the back of your mind i'm not trying to scare you i'm not i'm just giving you some knowledge bombs and you can decide what you want to do with that and then number five on my list of why vegetable oils are so bad for health they're shown to actually damage our endothelial cells. And what these do, these line your blood vessels. Um, so basically your blood supply depends on them. So what we want is these to be nice and smooth to allow the efficient flow of blood. Um, so we don't want them damaged by the vegetable oils. 
So that is my list of five reasons why vegetable oils are so bad for your health. I hope that gives you a little bit of insight um, and it will possibly make you look at the back of the packets a little bit more. Uh, but I would love to hear your feedback. I mean, do you, do you, do you guys realise what vegetable oils are and what they can do to you? Has that helped? Has it, has it sort of given you a few knowledge bombs? I think I want to keep the podcasts reasonably short. I was going to introduce another topic today, but I think I'll save it for another time. Um, so thank you very much for listening to episode number two, Exciting Times. Um, please do send listener questions along, if you have any, to karen at goodcleanchow.com. I would also absolutely love it if you left a review on iTunes, if you like what you hear. And if you didn't like what you hear, well, your mother always told you if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> no, seriously, I would really love it if you could leave um, a review. Not just because I want you to tell you I'm wonderful, although that's nice. Thank you very much. Um, it literally gets me more visible in iTunes and I would love other people to hear what I have to say. So if you could leave a review, I would love it, love it, love it. Um, but that is all for today. And as I said earlier, check out the show notes under iTunes or whatever podcast app you use to listen to the show and I'll put in all the information about the articles that I've talked about today. Uh, Thanks again for listening. I love you and you'll hear from me again next week. Bye bye. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. So please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on any new diet or exercise regime.